They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> well, that got, oh, I see what happened. The uh, I don't know if you all noticed, but my theme song, right at the end, it uh, slowed down. Uh, that was my fault. I bumped something. Welcome, everybody. It's that time again. Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Wednesday, April 6th, 2022. Wonderful to, uh, to have you all with me today um i'm going to be uh uh get ready uh it is uh i I know it's uh everyone's favorite thing uh on the rare occasion that it happens story time with matt yes i have a little story for you uh we'll get to that in a moment and i I did post a video uh yesterday about this after the show but uh i I, i'm going to give you kind of a, a condensed uh revisiting of it today for uh for people listening for example Obviously, it's an afternoon drive uh, radio show, so uh, you know the overwhelming uh, majority of the audience is listening in their cars. They're not necessarily following the show on social media, so not everyone might have seen the video that I posted, but it's it's in regard to yesterday's show. So uh, in a moment, we're going to do that, and while I am telling the story, and I'm going to try to keep it relatively brief because many of you already heard it in the video. It's going to be a, a shorter version of it, but I, there's a very specific reason why I want just everyone to know just kind of explain what transpired yesterday during the second hour. But I have something to give away also. And this is, um, we're going to restrict this. I know we have a lot of people who listen online from other parts of the country and, and even in, uh, on other continents, which I love, by the way. It's amazing. So thank you all so much for that. But we're going to, uh, I think we're going to restrict this to just uh, local uh, folks in the Manchester area. But I have something to give away. 
So uh, it is a free entry into the Goffstown Lacrosse calendar raffle. And um, this uh, this is pretty cool because uh, there are cash prizes if you enter the raffle or uh, money you can spend and gift cards, gift certificates at various places like uh, Aroma Joe's, Five Guys, Subway, Fridays, Amazon, uh, Panera Bread, uh, just to name a few. There's, there's a lot of good stuff on here. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I have been authorized to give away an entry into this raffle, which is amazing. But, so I'm going to do this on the show today. Again, we're going to keep, I want to keep, just keep this for, for local people in and around uh, Manchester. But here's what we're going to do. You just have to be the first caller after I tell my story. Because I'm not going to take any calls while I explain what it is that I want to explain to you. Then, as soon as I'm done, see, well, some very disciplined person I'm sure it'll be one of our regulars, which which is a great thing. I love that we have regular callers who call on a consistent basis. One of our regulars uh, will probably call and will be able to win a free entry into this wonderful raffle uh, to uh, support uh, Goffstown Lacrosse. Uh, so um, we will do that after the story. But uh, we have a call, so we'll uh, we'll take this call first. This caller will obviously not be entered into the raffle because it's before my story that I'm going to tell. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hello, Matt. This is Gene Simmons of Kiss. Did I win? Oh, my goodness. Uh, no, Gene, I'm afraid you're not eligible. Uh, you are not from the area, and you did not wait until after my story to call, which uh, breaks my heart to have to uh, to tell you that because you are one of my heroes, as you know. Matt, let me tell you a little something about details. Uh-huh. Details are far overrated. Our good friend and drummer, Peter, will tell you that. Well, uh, speaking of details, Gene, uh, Peter hasn't uh, been in the band for uh, almost two decades. Really? Well, who's who's the guy in the makeup? Uh, that would be Eric Singer. I, I believe you've met. Yes, yes. Eric's a great guy. I just forgot yeah. his name. I do uh, apologize. I always tend to call him Peter. Well, I understand. He is wearing the Catman makeup, so I can see how it would be confusing to you. And at your advanced age, you know, maybe the eyes aren't quite what they used to be, so you might look at him and see Peter. That's true. And also, I haven't made it public yet, but I might as well. Kiss is going to be getting a different drummer. Oh, no. Um, yes, we're getting rid of the uh, the cat uh, image, <laughs> and we're going to be getting a guy who uh, wears goat horns, and uh, he'll be the goat, the goat boy. Oh, wow. You're going to have the goat boy on drums. It's a little late in the game to be doing this, isn't it, uh, Gene Simmons of Kiss? It's never too late to rock and roll. Well, no, I wasn't saying it was uh, too late to rock and roll, uh, certainly. You might even rock and roll all night. I just meant uh, a little late in the game to be uh, changing up uh, one of the characters. No, not at all. Times have changed. It's the 21st century, and we have to talk about cats a little bit less than we used to, Mark, as you know. We have to talk about cats less than we used to? Yes, the cats. Never mind, man. It went over your head. It did. I, You know, according to, uh, oh, well, we had a song, uh, are you referring to uh, yesterday, our musical interlude with uh, Glenn R.J. Willett, the People's Mayor, singing a song from Cats? I did not. Oh, I thought maybe that's what you were referring to. Or maybe you were referring to uh, Al Stewart. Uh, he has that song, Year of the Cat. 
That's right. Al Stewart actually sat in with the band in 68. <laughs> wow. Uh, again, with the details, Gene, that was uh, several years before uh, before uh, Kiss was uh, around, uh, or even uh, Wicked Lester, for that matter, which was, of course, a precursor to Kiss. But, uh, but uh, that's interesting. You and Al Stewart. Yes, this was the band before uh, Lester, Wicked Lester. Ah, there was a band before that. Well, very good. Yes. Mm. Year of the Cat. Anyway, a little light route. All right, Matt. I'm going to let you get back to your contest. I'm very disappointed that I haven't won, Uh but uh, I will get over it. Uh, I know you will, Gene Simmons of Kiss. You are, after all, the demon. You're you're still going to continue to be the demon, correct? Yes, of course. Good. Yes, I I won't be changing that. Oh, that's good. That is a big relief. I was very worried. No need to worry about that, Matt. Okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> All right, Gene Simmons of Kiss. Thank you for the call. Oh, he hung up. He's a very busy man. He's a very busy man. All right, very good. Always wonderful to hear from Gene Simmons of Kiss. But yeah, the deal is you will get a free entry into this amazing raffle, but you have to wait until after I tell my story. And as soon as I'm done telling my story, I will tell you, okay, it is time. And the first caller, see, you got all these eager beavers who want to win it now. The first caller to call after my story will be entered into the raffle. And there's nobody there. Whoever was on the line trying to call probably realized, oh, my goodness, I'm calling too soon. All right. But before we go any further with that, I do want to remind you all, of course, that we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot in the Brady Sullivan right across the street at 1000 Elm Street. The Hopknot on Elm. They are open today. They've got those delicious gourmet pretzels. Wednesday night is industry night at the Hopknot. Tomorrow night is trivia night, hosted by the great Bill Cini, who also does trivia on the morning show on Wednesdays. He was on this morning. Very, very good. Very entertaining. We have a call. Hi. Welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Did I win? No. No. You got to wait. You got to wait. Patience. Damn it. Patience. Look, I can't win, though, because I'm not local. But mm-hmm. my prediction is that Texas Mike will get it. All right? Oh. Texas Mike, I'm rooting for you to call in first and get this. I am, too, actually. I will physically, I will physically block all the phone calls. <laughs> I would love to give this away to Texas Mike. I hope that it is him. Absolutely. And Texas, don't, Texas Mike, don't disappoint me here. All right? I'm putting you on a pedestal out of out of. My own will, and it uh, doesn't matter what you say here. I'm, I'm putting you on there. Well, very good. Very good. I mean, he's going to get a big head over it. Well, he's already got two women, so I guess he's not. He's already got a big head, probably. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big local celebrity, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but, I think, right. but I think that's great. I think he does belong on a pedestal. Exactly. He, All right, okay, thanks, bye. Tell the story. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> All right. That was our friend uh, Dirk Don from, of course, the Arrogant Media YouTube channel, as well as Java Fog. I suggest you subscribe to those on YouTube. A lot of great content there. Uh, I do see a lot of uh, comments in the Facebook live chat already. Very busy in there today, which is wonderful to see. I'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to all of you, I'm sure. Uh, in the second hour today of the show, by the way, we'll be joined by Gonzo in studio. So we look forward to that. All right. So I'm not going to be taking any calls for the next few minutes or so. I want to. Uh, it is time for story time with Matt. And I did, as I say, I did post a video uh, last night. So some of you will already know some of this. 
uh, or all of it, if you happen to watch the video. But like I said, obviously, you know, it's uh, drive time radio. People are listening in their cars. People who may have heard some of the second hour of yesterday's show who are a bit bewildered, uh, who perhaps are not engaged on social media and and didn't hear the story. Because yesterday what I ended up doing was um, I, after my show, I had a call with a certain individual and then I uh, I got back not not on the air of course because there was another program uh, program running obviously uh, but I did just go back on uh, the Facebook for a few minutes and just kind of cleared some things up uh, had to do a little bit of cleanup uh, about yesterday's show so uh, here here's what happened if, if you missed it and the reason that I want to explain this I just want to be clear about what was going on is because um, I was uh, frankly embarrassed uh, I. You know, we just celebrated our five-year anniversary. Oh, speaking of which, uh, if you're watching online, you can see, or on uh, Channel 97, I'm, I'm wearing one of the shirts that Charles Richardson, when he was up here on Monday from Florida, brought me. Caution may start talking about politics. Uh, very cool shirt. So for those of you listening and, and don't get to see the show, you're just listening. It's, um, you know, it's a caution sign with, uh, you know, like you would see on the, you know, the yellow caution signs that you see on the road. And it says caution may start talking about politics. So, so thank you. Yesterday, I wore the other shirt that Charles got me. He actually brought me two shirts, which was very, very sweet. We had a great time uh, Monday celebrating my five-year anniversary here at WMNH. Um, but what happened on the show yesterday, and and again, I was, um, I was uh, pretty upset with how it went. I think it was, and again, it was a uh, um, a unique uh, uh, circumstance uh, that had happened, uh, but but because of, of this uh, extenuating circumstance, um, I, the second hour of yesterday's show, you know, I, I take what I do seriously. I mean, we have fun here sometimes. You know, sometimes we have very serious political discussions, and sometimes we do other things. You know, we have music, we have comedy and whatnot, but it's, you know, at its core, it's a political talk show, and I do take what I do here very seriously, and I... Uh, feel that I owe it to the audience and, of course, to management here who has given me this opportunity and to our sponsors and everybody to to do a quality show every day. You know, and some some are better than others. You know, not all of them are, are stellar, you know, uh, but I come in every day and I do the best I can. But the second hour of yesterday's show was uh, such a debacle, and I think it was the worst hour <laughs> in the history of this program. But I want to explain for people who are listening who didn't know what was going on, um, because it, it had to do with something that was actually happening off the air that was affecting uh, on air. And it was just such a mess. And I'm so sorry. And, you know, I, I know everyone will understand, but um, I just I feel like I owe an explanation to the audience about what was going on. Here's what happened, basically. And um, in the video, I, I used real names, but I'm not going to uh, use anyone's actual name in this. I'm, I'm going to be a little bit vague on that one part. But here's what happened. I just want everyone to understand what I was dealing with. Um, so midpoint in the show, you know, we're on four to six. Uh, it was uh, around the five o'clock hour. And um, I uh, so I go to a break, you know, and what I typically do is I, I play usually two songs during the show. I open with a song. Um, and, uh, for example, today I opened with rock and roll is dead by Lenny Kravitz, not a political song, but there's another reason, kind of an inside joke why I played that one. But, you know, and then at the top of the hour, when it's time to go to a break, I play another song and then I hit the commercial spots, got to show love to the sponsors, of course. And then we come back for the second hour. Well, here's what happened yesterday. 
I um, I went to play the song and I looked at my phone and I realized I had a missed call from and it didn't show the number. It said restricted. So I had a missed call from a restricted line or a restricted number. So I saw that and I um, usually I don't deal with anything. Whatever happens on my cell phone during my show, even during the break, I don't deal with it until afterward. So if somebody calls me during the show or even sends me a text message or whatever it may be, unless it's something urgent or germane to what is happening on the show, I ignore it. I'll deal with it after the show, of course, right? Because I'm in the middle of a live radio show. And even during the break, even when we go to a break, it's not like I take my phone and say, oh, I'll listen to my voicemails and see what I've got. I don't do that because even during the break, I am hyper-focused on what we're doing here on the show and, and going, you know, what we're going to be doing in the second hour, making sure that the commercial spots run in the correct order and on time and all of that, right? I'm focused on that. I'm not worried about, you know, unless it's an emergency, if someone calls me and I have reason to think it's an emergency, you know, then I would, like if, like if Jenny, for example, was calling my cell phone while I'm live on the air, I can't imagine why she would call my cell phone while I'm live on the air, unless it was an emergency, in which case I would play a song and I'd answer the phone, right? But, but otherwise, I never even, you know, whatever happens on my phone, I'll deal with it afterward. But in this particular instance, I saw that I had a call from a restricted number. And even that, I wouldn't worry about until later, usually, because, you know, I, I'll occasionally get a call that shows up restricted just because maybe it's a scammer. It could be a spam call. Usually those have a number attached to them, but occasionally those show up restricted, a robo call, you know, whatever. So I don't worry about it until later. But I trusted my intuition. I had an intuition, just that little voice in my head that says, check that voicemail. So I checked the voicemail, and it was from a... Uh, an officer from the New York State Police. The New York State Police were trying to reach me. I didn't know what it was about. I was very puzzled. I, you know, I don't, I didn't know why they wanted to talk to me, why this uh, state trooper from New York State wanted to talk to me. It was, uh, I was like, you know, I didn't think I was in trouble for anything. First of all, I haven't even set foot in the state of New York in a couple of years. And, you know, I always say, you know, I'm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I never get in any kind of legal trouble for anything. I've never been arrested. I, you know, I think I have a parking ticket I need to take care of, but and probably soon. But you know, uh, it's like I said in the video. I don't even spit on the sidewalk. You know, I'm. I'm so clean. I'm boring. I, I've never been in any trouble. So why would the New York State Police want to talk to me? And there is one possibility that did occur to me, right? Because we've had some issues with a certain uh, New Yorker. But why would the New York State Police be calling me about him, right? And then I thought, well, I do have family in New York State. My stepmother's family is from there. Uh, my sister and her husband and their new baby live in the state of New York. And, you know, so I, I didn't know what was going on, but I'm thinking, why would they want to talk to me? So uh, what I ended up doing was I played, instead of the usual one song, I played another song. So it ended up being a really long break. I called back. I tried to reach the trooper who had left me the message. He left me a couple of different numbers. I couldn't reach him at either one. Um, so then so I'm like, geez, I don't know what to do here. This is very strange. I was very eager and anxious to talk to him because I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening. So this was a mitigating circumstance. So like I said, normally I would 
ignore the phone completely until after the show. But I felt compelled to know why a member of law enforcement from the state of New York was trying to reach me. And I would have found it very difficult to just continue the show as normal without knowing. In hindsight, I probably should have ended the show early and switched over to best of, but I've never done that before. And I didn't want to do that yesterday. So I ended up playing phone tag with the trooper from New York. I left a message. Okay. I left him a message. What else can I do? We come back on the air. We're on the air for, you know, we're talking easy. G is here. We're talking, doing our thing for a couple minutes. My phone rings. It says restricted again. I know it's that trooper calling me back. I'm like, oh, hang on, hold that thought. I bring up another song. I go to the song. I don't get to the answering the phone in time because I was very awkwardly trying to get to the song. He leaves me another message. All right, so I call him back. Now I'm getting his, uh, you know, he, he apparently he was on the road. So anyway, that the New York State Trooper and I were playing phone tag. And this went on for, you know, most of the second hour. So that's why the second hour, if you were listening live and you were befuddled and confused and wondering what the heck was going on, that's what was happening. I was playing phone tag with the New York State Police. <laughs> and again, nothing like that has ever happened in the history of the show in the five years that I've been here. Nothing like that has ever happened before. And I'm so sorry uh, to everybody that it wrecked the second hour of yesterday's show. That was uh, very, very far from the standard that I try to set here and the responsibility that I feel that I have, again, to, to, to the station, to the audience, of course, to our sponsors. And I was embarrassed by it. But that's what happened. New York State Police were trying to reach me. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if, if it had something to do with a family member. I was very concerned, and I needed to know. And it was hard to just continue the show as normal without knowing what was happening. Um, as far as what it turned out to be, no, I am not in any trouble. Actually, nobody's in trouble. Um, finally, I was able to connect with the trooper from New York after the show because I ended up in the last message that I left. I said, okay, I'll be available after 6 p.m. I'm on the air. I'll be available after 6. Um, so finally, so we get through that second hour, which was probably the most discombobulated and frustrating <laughs> hour of radio that I've done in my life, but we got through that. And, uh, and then I, uh, so I, I try, actually, I tried calling him again. I didn't wait for him to call me back. I tried calling him again. And this time I got him and here's what it turned out to be. Now, again, I'm not going to use, uh, actual names in this. In fact, I'm not going to use any of the names that I've used because I did in the video In the video I did, but I've, I've told everyone, I've told management, I'm not going to, um, I'm, I'm not going to talk about that person by name anymore. We're not going to give them any any more attention and, and so forth because we know, you know, he does what he does to get attention and he loves to hear his name on the radio. So we're not going to do that. But here's what. So I have a new way to refer to the particular individual. And if you're a regular listener, you'll know who I'm talking about anyway. I will refer to that person as simply the jealous one. And I call him the jealous one because all that he does, all the trouble he has tried to cause me, it, it is all out of jealousy. He is jealous because he desperately wants to work in FM radio, and he's an old man, and he's bitter and angry and racist, and there's no way anyone is ever going to work with the guy. 
So he's very jealous. And I've come to the conclusion that that is what animates and motivates all of his decisions and behavior. So it turned out the reason that the New York State Police wanted to talk with me is they had received a report from the jealous one, not about me, but about somebody else who the jealous one has had online and social media uh, a beef with, <laughs> all sorts of conflict with this other person. The two of them have had a big problem. Uh, the jealous one and I have had a big problem, but he's got an even bigger problem with this other person. So the jealous one actually contacted the New York State Police to file a report about being bullied and harassed by this other person over online social media conflict. This is a 65-year-old man doing this, by the way. And uh, the reason that I got caught up in it was uh, apparently I was named as a witness. So my name and phone number uh, got involved and the trooper who called me was very nice, uh, very professional. Um, I will say his name, uh, Trooper Carmine, uh, because he was great. He was great. Very kind, very professional, very reassuring. He said, oh, he's right off the top. I think he could tell, you know, he could hear the concern in my voice because I didn't know what was going on. He said, no, you're not, you're not in any trouble. And, and he said, in fact, no one's really in trouble. I just have to follow up on this. I'm required to. We had a nice conversation, actually. He, um, we, we chatted for a little bit. He told me about his, uh, he said, I'm sorry if I seem a little tired. My schedule's been really rough. He told me the kind of shifts he's been working because, uh, you know, as in, in many uh, areas of law enforcement, they're shorthanded. And uh, I think I made a new friend. Uh, so if the jealous one is listening, hey, I think I made a new friend in uh, law enforcement in your home state there, buddy. Uh, thanks. Thank you for that. I've, I've made a lot of friends because of that person. Actually, it's interesting. But uh, yeah, so uh, uh, Trooper uh, Carmine was following up on the jealous one's uh, report. Um, the jealous one has a history of calling the police. Uh, he has uh, he called his local police to complain about somebody uh, that I know. He uh, contacted the FBI at one point to follow uh, file a report. Um, and, of course, he has done things like on two separate occasions now, he has called here to complain to management here at the station about me, about things that have nothing to do with the station, things that have nothing to do with this show, things that happen online, online, not here, on the radio. But he has tried to get me in trouble, so he's he's just a bitter, uh, broken-down old man, and he's very, very jealous. So uh, that's how I will refer to him going forward if, if we ever speak of him again after this. But that is what was going on yesterday. And I would just say to him, if he is listening, and he probably is, to the jealous one, look, hey, if you want to uh, take this as some sort of victory, uh, what happened yesterday, you go right ahead. Um, you actually managed to, to uh, disrupt and derail my show for the second hour yesterday. Um, uh, to the point that I'm now apologizing to the audience about what happened, uh, because I feel, you know, I mean, it's uh, not my fault, I guess it was an extenuating circumstance, but, um, I dealt with it the best way that I could in hindsight, there are other things I could have done, but Hey, you got me, you managed to mess up. Not, not that you deserve any credit because really, because it's not like you planned it that way. You could not have planned for the New York State Police to call me while I was on the air, um, that uh, you know that you had no way to influence the timing of it. So yeah, you you know you stumbled into it.
So if that if that helps you, good for you. Um, but uh, I'm not even mad. Like I said, I, I was uh, I was upset in that uh, you know I I felt like I had done the audience a disservice because of how the show went. But look, man, if you're listening, um, I know why you do things like this because, like I said, you're just jealous. And I wasn't able to help you when you wanted help. And I can't, there's only so much anybody can do for you anyway. So there you go. I mean, it happens. You know, Peter White and I have, have had many conversations about this. Peter White, of course, host of The Morning Show with Peter White. In fact, we, we uh, had a, a conversation about someone who's very jealous when we were uh, the other night, when we were over at Elm House for our little uh, informal. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. After show five year anniversary celebration, uh, Peter White was there and his co host Kyle Clayton. And uh, yeah, we were talking about that about uh, how people get jealous and they try to sabotage you uh, because they want to be where you are. They want what you have. And, uh, you know, they could probably do it themselves. They could probably figure out a way to get there themselves. But they insist on self sabotaging. And people who self sabotage consistently, uh, they also tend to have an inability to take responsibility for what they do. So it's always somebody else's fault. And yes, I am thinking of a very specific person. I'm not going to say who, but uh, someone who's very jealous of Peter, who has tried to sabotage Peter. So actually, I can think of more than one person. So Peter knows exactly what I'm talking about here when I say this. But um, but to the jealous one, I would just say, I know that's why you do what you do, but, um, you know, you haven't won anything because I'm still here. And uh, and that's it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just celebrated my five-year anniversary here at WMNH. I just, uh, right before the show, I received my new uh, parking pass uh, for the new year. So uh, I always I always uh, like uh, getting my new parking pass because that means I'm uh, I'm not getting fired in the in the near future, at least. So that's good. <laughs> no, I mean, things are great here. And um, uh, everybody seems to be happy with how things are going. So, um, but that's what happened yesterday. Uh, so I wanted to explain that to the audience and apologize. And I was dealing with the New York State Police. And uh, but again, Trooper Carmine was wonderful, and I'm sure nothing like that will ever happen again because what are the odds? But uh, and I'm not in any trouble. <laughs> so there's that. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, this is Tony Petrello. How are you? Good, Tony. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. But I think we should get together and uh, take a trip to New York together. 
and uh, see if we can ruffle some feathers up there. What 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 do you mean by ruffle some feathers? I I do notice your name ends in a vowel, so I I, I mean I, I hope you're not uh, suggesting anything, uh, uh, you know, uh, untoward. No, no. I mean, as long as he's not the Jehovah Witnesses, because uh, <laughs> we we all know Italians don't like witnesses. So ah, gotcha. Um, <laughs> well, planned. anyways, is your story over? Yeah. Would you like the uh, Would you like to enter the raffle? I would. Yes. Oh, very good. Very good. All right, Tony. I'm glad. Um, can you, um, now we're connected on Facebook. Can you message me, message me your email address, your address and your phone number. And I will, uh, I will submit that to the big boss today and you will be entered my friend. You got it. I appreciate it. Oh, you got it, brother. Thank you so much for the call, okay. and I, I love your suggestion. I, I don't think I'll take you up on it, but but it's a great idea. It's a great idea. All right. All right. Have a good one. All right, Adios. Tony. Thanks, man. Take care. All right. That was our friend Tony Petrello. He's He's been a, a longtime listener. He, he called the other day, actually, to say congratulations on five years. And, and the raffle goes to him. The raffle goes to him. Um, so that's, uh, that's great. So yeah, Tony, just, uh, message me your information on Facebook and I'll, uh, I'll submit that for you. And, uh, our friend Ron is on the line. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Welcome. Hey, Matt. How you doing, pal? Very well. Very well. Not bad so far. Just listening to your show. Very interesting and so forth. But, uh, I got a comment and a question and it's really not like so important that I, you know, take the time, but it was on my mind the other day. Sure. Um, you know how they, they've been, uh, confiscating these oligarchs, uh, ships and stuff like that. Yes. It's, what do they do with the crew? I mean, they're all multi-staffed. I mean, what the heck do they do with the crew when they do that? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it's not like we uh, we, we should probably uh, take them as uh, uh, prisoners of war or something. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, that wouldn't make sense. No, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess the, uh, I suppose the crew uh, suddenly finds themselves unemployed in, in that situation. So I guess they just have to go back to Russia and uh, maybe uh, file for unemployment <laughs> or whatever they have. Uh, I, uh, yeah, uh, no, that's that's an interesting question, Ron. I I don't know. I don't know much about um, what the process is and how that all works when the government is uh, freezing. Uh, I mean, obviously they're freezing assets, and they're. Uh, Jenny says maybe they get deported. Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're here in the United States or whatever country they're in, maybe they just get deported back to Russia. Um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a good like question. Said, it was a curiosity thing. It's not like I had to call in to find out, but I was curious. Maybe they get tossed into the ocean and they got to swim somewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, what do you think of? Uh, I, I'm sure you heard of it, or I, I assume you did. Uh, Hider, ha, um, Hunter Biden's house that he's renting in Malibu on the water. Twenty thousand dollars a month rent and not only is he renting he has so uh not social security secret service renting the house directly beside him for thirty thousand dollars a month so i know the secret service we pay for but i wonder that twenty thousand dollars a month for a hunter i wonder who pays for that i mean i know they're rich does he that's you know somehow do we pay for it or somehow is that his, you know, is it come out of his pocket? But yeah, he's, he's on, he's in Malibu on the water, $20,000 a month. 
Yeah, I don't know, Ron. I haven't, I mean, I haven't paid much attention to Hunter Biden other than uh, there is an ongoing Department of Justice, uh, excuse me, investigation into him. And I'll be very uh, interested to see how that all pans out. But yeah, I don't know about that. Where did you get that story, Ron? Uh, I'm I'm curious. Oh, I just heard it yesterday. It could have yeah. been Howie Cow or oh, yeah. uh, Jay Severin or you know one of those talk shows. But uh, yeah, I, that's I where mean, it came from. Just I'm, another I'm, host. I'm, uh, those aren't those aren't hosts that I well Howie Carr isn't someone I would trust. But then again, he's my direct uh, competition. Uh, in this market, <laughs> this radio market. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I, I always uh, question some of these sources. Although I was a a, a big fan of, uh, not a big fan, but I always found Jay Severin kind of interesting. He's, you know, I probably disagree with him on a million things, but he's, um, he's a smart guy. I didn't know that he was still on the air though. He's, where, where do you listen to Jay Severin? You know, I, I channel surf between, um, the different times of the day on AM and maybe I, I don't know how, when or how, when you asked me where I got that information from, I, you know, you, I got nervous and I was like, I don't remember it was one of the AM stations Yeah, yeah. and Jay Severin. I know I've heard him on the, on the AM how recently I'm not sure, but I don't think it was that long ago. To be honest with you, I'd say on the recent side, but I also like, um, PBH on 89.1 and, 89.7. They also have great, you know, world news. And so I, I don't know where that source came from, but it was one of those guys. And that's, that's my story. It's uh, Ron. I can confirm this for you. Um, there are other news sources uh, that I do trust that are reporting the same thing. So that is a legitimate story. Um, yep. ABC news re- reporting secret service paying over 30 K per month for Malibu mansion to protect Hunter Biden. Is crazy. Yeah, yeah. You see her the same stories uh, with the Trumps, you know, uh, uh, Secret Service having to, uh, you know, protect the Trump family, obviously. And of course, I mean, we, I think we can all agree, you know, the, the president and the president's family should should be uh, protected. But I, I do uh, sometimes wonder if we need to take a closer look at, uh, you know, I mean, uh, they're supposed to be public servants. And uh, I don't know that their families uh uh, I don't know. This does seem unreasonable at first glance, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, why do they have to live in such a, an expensive, you know, great hospitality place, you know? Yeah. I, I know. It doesn't matter. I, it's uh, it's no. irrelevant. I, I don't care what they do. I just was curious who was picking up the tab for Hunter. No, I think it is relevant, uh, Ron. I mean, it's, you know, look, it's, uh, it is our tax dollars that pay for this. I'm always interested. I, I think it's important to ask these questions. Um, I, I just, I wonder if, if this entire uh, methodology of how this works, if this needs to be looked at and reworked, because uh, there probably is uh, a much more economical way to do this and, and a more efficient way to do this. Uh, without uh, it being quite so expensive. So I think it's a perfectly uh, perfectly uh, uh, appropriate thing to uh, to raise, Ron. I do. Yeah. All right, thanks for your time. All right, my friend, anytime. Take care. Yeah, we'll see you Friday. Oh, sounds great. All right, thanks, Ron. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that was our friend Ron. Oh, one other thing I wanted to say. Um, so the, the story was over, but there, there was something I just wanted to tag it with and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll continue with the show and taking calls and everything. But, um, you know, I I was talking about, uh, the jealous one, as I now refer to him because we don't use his names. 
I say names because he has multiple names that we've used on the show. But um, this this guy who uh, caused the issue yesterday with me having to speak with the New York State Police and everything, um, like I said, he's also called his local police. He's also called the FBI with these frivolous, silly uh, claims and concerns, quote-unquote, about things happening online, like podcasts and, and people fighting via YouTube videos and, you know, just all of that. Um, that is such a waste of resources, time and resources of law enforcement. And he's, you know, he talks about supporting the police and backing the blue and all that. And yet he's perfectly willing to waste their time and their resources for his own selfish nonsense. And I think that's despicable. Um, and he's not the only one, uh, who, uh, whose name we don't say on the show anymore, who also feels free to, uh, to, to, to do that kind of thing, I would just point out. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, TZ, I have a prediction that Hunter Biden will happen to him. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, That's he, my prediction. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't paid enough attention uh, to that. Well, never never was never what, uh, 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 the great president, uh, Donald Trump, says, I'm going to put Hillary in jail. That never happens. Right. Still walking around, free citizen. But there is, uh, in fairness, EZG, there is an active Justice Department investigation going on right now. No, in, there is one against Trump. Into Hunter Biden. In New York. Yes. They're going after Trump still. Yep. You were talking about that for years ago, about these uh, finances in New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, paying his taxes, right? Um, there's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of stuff. He won't reveal yeah. his taxes because he didn't pay any taxes, that dummy. Well, I think of a scientist to figure that out. Yeah, I mean that that all. Gets speaking of dummies, I had a feeling all along yesterday was on that very strange show. Hey, I've been a couple of strange shows where smooth jazz, and I was on that show yesterday. Really weird show, and I had a feeling it was uh was that guy you were talking about. The I had a feeling almost from the minute you talked, you told me about it. The jealous one is how we'll refer to it. Him. It, was, yeah. it was it was it was it was you know a picture we've seen too many times. All right, you know what I'm saying, Matt. Yeah. Well, I thought here, here's, you know, I, I mean, it did seem in one sense, that seems like the obvious answer, but in the moment, I just didn't know because why would I be getting a call? You know what I mean? Turns out apparently yeah, I was named as a witness to this, this thing he's complaining to the New York state police. He's just got too much free time on his hands. Oh, it's, it's just so bizarre. It's, it's ridiculous. The, the whole thing with him just gets more and more bizarre, but, uh, right. But like you said, you want, you like the negative attention. He thrives it. Yes, he does. Yes. All right. Well, that's my two cents. I'm gonna uh, clear clear the uh, clear the uh, airlines. I'll uh, clear the airline. Oh my God, clear the air. Uh, you guys have a great show. Thank you, Easy G. Oh, I mean, you do. You're by yourself. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Uh, Easy G clearing the air and clearing the airlines, uh, which is fascinating. Uh, Easy G. I don't know if you all know this. He does work uh, part time as a flight attendant. Uh, or at least he did until he accidentally killed someone with the uh, the uh, cart that they put the food on. Uh, he uh, ran over someone. And I believe, I believe this is Charles Richardson on the line. How are you, sir? Oh, as about two minutes ago, I do also get a call from a restricted number from a compliance officer. Really? Yes. Now, apparently, I don't think it's the same thing. I think oh. this might be going as an ongoing gag, but apparently there is a open um, complaint about me in my home county. 
Really? <laughs> yes. So I was told to call an 855 number and report my case number. I think this is a gag, but it came through as a restricted number oh. and sounded kind of similar to what happened. Oh, this sounds like it's probably a, probably a scam. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm thinking it was. Yeah. But I saw restricted, and I'm thinking this is going to be either awesome on one or two accounts. I'm getting a complaint from New York, or he's on the phone. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good thing it wasn't him. Yeah, sounds like... Uh, I thought, I'd, I, like I thought a... I'd go ahead and just say that was kind of ironic. I listened to your story, and like 20 minutes, 10 minutes later, I get a restricted call that somebody filed a complaint against me. Yeah. Little old me. You're, 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 probab- got- you're probably like me. You've probably uh, never done a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> you have a great show, Matt. Uh, <laughs> All right, thanks, Charles. Where, where are you, by the way? Where, where are you uh, traveling right now? Uh, we are going through Pennsylvania right now on I-81. Very uh, good. Our destination for tonight is Roanoke, Virginia. Oh, very nice. That's a nice area. Very good. Yes. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for the call. Right. Be safe. You got it. All Take right. care. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, that was Charles Richardson as they uh, proceed back Florida-bound. Uh, always nice to hear from Charles. And by the way, if you're just joining us, if you're watching online or on Channel 97, you can see I'm wearing one of the shirts that Charles got me. Caution may start talking about politics. So I do so love the shirt. He got me a couple of really cool shirts. I wore one. Uh, I wore the other one yesterday. But we always love to hear from Charles. Charles, of course, uh, from Florida and host of the Charles Richardson Show, which is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's been on a hiatus while he's traveling, of course. But Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights online from 7 to 9 p.m. Jenny is the primary co-host on the Charles Richardson show and uh, does a great job. And Charles was here Monday uh, helping us to commemorate my five-year anniversary here at WMNH. So that was really nice. Um, Let's see. Uh, 603-250-6007 is a number if you'd like to chime in on anything at all. 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. Uh, let's see. I do want to say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Uh, Eric Pilcher joins us all the way from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And of course, Eric also does the classic film review for us every Friday afternoon, a very popular segment on the show. Hello, Eric. Uh, Jenny, of course, is in the chat room. Hello, Jenny. Jenny says, Shalom, peeps. Um, (laughs) Dirk Don, uh, who we uh, spoke with earlier on the phone, from uh, also from Iowa, and of course of the Arrogant Media and the Java Fog YouTube channels, uh, joins us in the Facebook live chat. Uh, Eric uh, Pilcher says, because of my Friday segment, uh, takes Matt's ratings through the roof. That's right. Mike Palapita joins us in the chat room. Mike, from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH, Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Hello. Uh, Easy G is in the chat room also. Hello, Easy. We heard from him uh, a little bit earlier. Um, Dirk Don says, LOL, Lenny Kravitz was in Zombie Strippers. Good movie. Is it a good movie, Dirk? I haven't seen it. I 
Uh, I would assume from the title it's a terrible movie, but I will trust your judgment. Uh, <laughs> Eric Pilcher says, uh, so was Tito Ortiz in the golden-throated Jenna Jameson. Really, all these people were in that movie and it was a good movie? I, again, I, I just I question, uh, I question that, but I haven't seen it. I should keep an open mind. Perhaps, Eric, you can review that uh, for, or maybe maybe that's not a good uh, uh, choice. But uh, Wayne Noel joins us in the Facebook live chat all the way from Michigan. Hello, Wayne. And Dirk Don says in all caps, get out of here, Wayne. We're talking about zombie strippers right now. Oh, Wayne's an adult. He can handle it. Uh, they probably have those in Michigan. Um, let's see. Oh. And Dirk says, uh, so anyway, Robert Englund was great in the movie. He was in it, too. Huh? He, he played, of course, uh, Robert Englund. He's uh, Freddy, right, from Nightmare on Elm Street. I never got into those movies. Slasher films, I, I don't care for them. Uh, Paul E.C. is in the Facebook live chat. Hello, Paul. Don't forget, uh, Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C. Friday nights from 7.30 to 10 p.m. right here on WMNH 95.3 FM. And this coming Friday, we are going to be joined by Peter White of The Morning Show with Peter White. He'll be with us on Friday night, so that'll be very cool. Very cool. Rocky Huber joins us in the Facebook live chat and says, What's up, Unleashed family? Hello, Rocky. Also, Crystal is in the uh, chat room. <laughs> Crystal has a song for us. This is related to the the theme on Friday Night's Retrospectrum Radio when Peter White is here is uh, the Brady Bunch because, you know, Peter uh, loves the Brady Bunch. Peter and, and Paul both love the Brady Bunch. So Crystal uh, supplied a song. Here's a story of a man named Maddie who was busy fighting crazy angry trolls. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Oh, boy. Yeah, there's, there's been, a, been a couple of them. Uh, let's see. Eric Pilcher says Gene Simmons is a hack, uh, to which I say to you, sir, how dare you, uh, kiss is my favorite band, uh, as uh, some of you might know, but not everyone likes kiss. I understand. Um, let's see. <laughs> Crystal predicted the winner of the, uh, raffle, uh, the raffle entry would be my dad. But uh, no, he usually calls in the second hour if we uh, do hear from him, uh, me padre. But uh, if you'd like to call 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. Oh, Scott Robinson joins us in the chat and says, uh, what are the odds the state rep elect will be the state rep elect again? Who are, You must be referring to Mr. Krabs uh, there, Scott. Um, I'm going to guess and say uh, uh, the odds are low. Uh, I, I uh, certainly hope so for the sake of the... Uh, uh, people of Nashua, my goodness, boy, they elect some, uh, those are some low standards there uh, <laughs> in, uh, in the city of Nashua, are they not? Um, there's uh, news, uh, we didn't, uh, last couple of days we really haven't gotten into it much, but uh, there's uh, some news about more sanctions. Uh, Russia hit with a new round of sanctions, which includes uh, Putin's daughters, uh, apparently, um, oh, Eric Pilcher says zombie strippers will not be re uh, reviewed. Oh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> um, oh, Melanie La Liberty from the great state of Vermont joins us in the chat. Hello, Melanie. Um, by the way, before we get into that, reminds me uh, tomorrow on the show, before we talk about uh, the latest in Russia's uh, war in Ukraine. Tomorrow in the second hour, we will be joined in studio by the People's Mayor, Glenn R.J. Willette, and he will be bringing uh, some Ukrainians with him. 
Uh, Glenn, of course, he does a television show uh, on the fourth floor of the building on Thursdays. Um, we'll let it large uh, from 4 to 5 p.m. And uh, the Ukrainians were on with him last week, and they're going to be on with him again this week. But this week, they're going to come down here with him. Actually, they came down here with him last week, too, and that caused a little bit of an issue. But uh, but this week, they are scheduled to actually be making an appearance on the show. And I'm really looking forward to speaking with them. Uh, some of them are uh, their, uh, you know, folks who uh, are now American citizens, but they had lived in Ukraine and, and I'm sure have a lot of thoughts and probably, uh, you know, they have family that are still there. And I, I think uh, there might be one or two also joining us who uh, just recently uh, came to the United States from Ukraine, uh, escaping the war. So I think that'll be very interesting. It'll probably be kind of a heavy, uh, heavy show uh, tomorrow, at least in the second hour. But I am looking forward to that. Um, that should be uh, that should be something. But uh, the latest here as far as sanctions, uh, this is from Reuters. Uh, the U.S. targeted Russian banks and elites with a new round of sanctions today, including banning Americans from investing in Russia in response to what President Joe Biden condemned as major war crimes by Russian forces in Ukraine. The new sanctions hit Russia's uh, uh, Spurbank. Spurbank? Uh, which holds one-third of Russia's total banking assets, and Alpha Bank, the country's fourth-largest financial institutions, U.S. officials said. Uh, but energy transactions were exempted from the latest measures, they said. Oh, Miriam Banis joins us in the chat room. Hello, Miriam. Uh, the U.S. is also sanctioning Russian President Vladimir Putin's two adult daughters— um, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov's wife and daughter and senior members of Russia's Security Council, the official said. Uh, Biden said in a speech to labor leaders, quote, there's nothing less happening than major war crimes, unquote, referring to the Ukrainian town of Bucha, retaken from Russian forces where bodies of civilians shot to death had been found. Um if you hadn't, if you haven't seen that yet, I mean, it's um, it's 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 pretty devastating. Uh, actually, yesterday before the show, Glenn tried to show Eric and I on his phone some of the images from Bucha, and it's it's you know I, I can't even look at it. Um, you know how anyone could deny that's war crimes is uh, well, of course the Russians will deny it, and the Russians now are saying um, they're using this as a way of denying being able to come to any kind of an agreement with Zelensky because they're claiming as the Russians, they lie, they lie, they lie. They lied from the very beginning of this when Putin said, Oh no, we're not going to invade. We're not going in. And then they did. Um, now they're, they're claiming that, uh, no, this is another false flag. We didn't do this. Uh, the Ukrainians did this themselves to make us look bad. And this is why it's so hard to negotiate with Ukraine um, and as I see that, as I see that cycle, as I see that pattern continue, I'm, you know, I was at one point cautiously optimistic that there might be a diplomatic solution here. I'm becoming less and less so, uh, even as things drag on, even as the Russian economy continues to take a pounding, and even as it becomes more and more, uh, more and more apparent that Russia will never even get close to taking Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. Uh, it is clear the path that uh, Vladimir Putin has is, is chosen. You know, he may recalibrate. He might change up strategy. He might redeploy troops from the western part of Ukraine back to the eastern part 
and try to fortify things that way. But, you know, he has no, I don't think he has any interest at this point in actually making any kind of a deal, uh, reaching a diplomatic solution. I just, I, I think he's just playing for time. I think he's playing this game of diplomacy or had been. Again, these latest comments coming out of Russia about how, well, you know, they're, the Ukrainians, because of Bucha, they're they're accusing us of barbarism. They're accusing us of war crimes. How dare they? We didn't do that. They did that themselves to make us look bad. I mean, it's it's. I think that is a pretty clear indication that they're not serious. And you know, this is uh, this is all uh, it's it's performative for them. Um, so I'm I'm less optimistic. Uh, this week than I was last week. And even last week, I was very, very cautiously optimistic. But um, uh, what little optimism I did have about that has faded. Um, The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. I'm Frank, and I'm not a big fan of BJ's Wholesale Club super low gas prices. I don't trust things that low. Started in 92. Big office Christmas party. Come on, join the limbo line. Now I see a chiropractor. So, no, BJ's, I don't want super low gas prices. Okay, then. But if you'd like super low gas prices and a $40 digital BJ's gift card, join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Biden also said in his speech, quote, responsible nations have to come together to hold these perpetrators accountable. And together with our allies and our partners, we're going to keep raising economic costs and ratchet up the pain for Putin, unquote. Grim images emerging from Bucha include a mass grave and the bodies of people shot at close range, some of them bound, prompting calls for tougher action against Moscow and an international investigation. Russia, which says it launched a special military military operation in Ukraine on February 24, denies targeting civilians and said images of the deaths were a monstrous forgery staged by the West. And those are that's an exact phrase that the Russians have used, a monstrous forgery. In other words, a false flag just to make them look bad. That to me is a pretty clear indication they're not serious about reaching any kind of an agreement. Um, and, um, I just, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're beginning to hear the word Biden declined to use the word the other day. And I assume it's, um, you know, it has to do with, uh, there's diplomatic and, and, or perhaps even a sort of legal reasons, you know, international in terms of international law, why he didn't use the term. He was asked if this was genocide, and he said no. Um, oh, Crystal brought it up in the chat room. Upset that Biden is tiptoeing around calling Putin's war crimes uh, for what it really is, genocide. Yeah, he he declined to use the term genocide, and I I suspect 
that there is some sort of a diplomatic or legal, in terms of international law, reason why he feels that the term is inappropriate. But he's said a lot of other pretty tough things. You know, he does call them war crimes. He called Putin a butcher uh, when asked about, uh, was it Bucha or was it uh, about Mariupol, where Biden was there touring some of the devastation. But he called Putin a butcher, which some people thought, well, you know, you shouldn't uh, shouldn't use such tough language. But no, he's calling it what it is. You know, he said that Putin cannot stand power. Um, again, articulating not a change in policy uh, per se, but just kind of a, a human cry that you know we can't allow such a monster. Uh, the Russian people. I mean, they were they're the ones who would have to get rid of him. They cannot allow such a monster to continue to rule. So there's been a lot of tough talk, but um, but he has not chosen to use the word genocide. Um, and again, I'm sure there's a reason. I. Uh, absolutely do agree, though, that it is genocide. Um, the Russians have not been uh, strictly targeting Ukrainian military from the from very early on. Uh, they have been uh, they have had no compunction whatsoever about killing civilians, uh, shelling apartment buildings and other uh, population centers where there are no military. They have um, they even, you know, at one point, I mean, it was a pretty big story. You know, there was a, a building where they had spelled out children on the roof of the building, uh, hoping the Russians would see that and not bomb it, and they bombed it anyway. So I believe it is a genocide. Uh, they seem to be, you know, it's almost, we've talked a lot on the show about how Putin thought this was going to be easy, this was going to be maybe a 72-hour operation, just a few days, roll the tanks in, take over the country, roll back out, done. Um, but, it, you know, it's almost uh, it's almost like a like a almost a teenager's attitude of well you know if if I, if I can't have it no one else will either you know he's just going to destroy the place and kill all the people and uh and that's it uh eric street in the chat room says the jealous one has a jello jelly belly <laughs> that's right he's full of jello and other things too but uh let's take a break uh i think that uh Oh, you know what I wanted to play? Uh, I know what we'll play. I haven't heard this one in a while. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we will be back with our number two, Numero Dos, of Matt Connerton Unleashed. So we're going to play a little song and show some love to our amazing sponsors, and then we will be back. And uh, like I said, Gonzo is going to be joining us uh, at some point during the second hour, and uh, he may not be alone. We'll see. But... Uh, Oh, uh, Crystal says in the chat, Russia is now bringing in mobile crematoriums to cover up their war crimes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's, uh, no, it is war crimes and it is genocide. It is genocide. I mean, they're they're just, they're uh, killing off the Ukrainian uh, people with impunity. And it's, um, it's uh, I mean, you know, evil isn't even strong enough a word. I, I don't even know what the word is. Uh, what we're uh, what we're watching these atrocities, but uh, let's a uh, uh, little John Lennon, little give me some truth, and then we will, uh, like I said, we'll show some love to our sponsors, and we'll be back with our number two, Numero Dose, <laughs> coming right up.
everybody. Welcome. We are into our number two numero dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and across the globe. Uh, you can... Uh, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Today is Wednesday, April 6, 2022. I do want to remind you, of course, that we are uh, proudly sponsored by the Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan right across the street at 1000 Elm Street. They've got those delicious gourmet pretzels. They have an assortment of craft beer. They have wine. They have board games. Wednesday nights is industry night at the Hop Knot. Of course, uh, Thursday nights they have Trivia Night hosted by the great Bill Sini, who also does trivia on the morning show on Wednesdays. But uh, Thursday nights he is at the Hop Knot. Very popular feature there. By the way, uh, if you do decide to participate in Trivia Night, and I recommend it, it's a lot of fun, uh, you will want to either get there early or uh, call ahead and sign up or do it online because um, it's uh, it fills up. Those tables fill up very quickly. Um <laughs> Rocky Uber in the chat room says, Matt's a flat earther. He said, across the globe, LMAO. <laughs> That's true. I did say that. I usually, uh, I, I, you know, every once in a while I get dyslexic with it. I usually say, I usually say across the nation and around the globe. I mean, you can say across. It seems like I've heard people say across the globe, but it really would be around the globe. Yes. I'm not a flat earther. Uh, even conspiracy theorists, uh, some of them anyway, uh, laugh at uh, at flat earthers. <laughs> no, I just, um, yeah, it's it's just interesting uh, the uh, that uh, particular phenomenon, but uh, not one which I am uh, active in uh, certainly. But uh, yeah, so we do love uh, the Hopknot, and of course uh, we also have Pain Specialty Group uh, coming in as a sponsor. The onboarding. Uh, process is not quite complete, uh, waiting for them to complete their ad, which they're producing themselves. So we should have that soon as well. But if you would like to join us today on the program, 603-250-6007 is the number, 603-250-6007. Uh, you can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat, but the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. Facebook is starting to act a little bit wonky for me as Facebook uh, so often does. Um, but uh, I always say, what do you want for free, right? Facebook is, is free. So it's not like we can complain to someone at Facebook customer service. Um, but uh, I can see, so I'm having trouble. I can't see Facebook comments on my own computer, but I can still see some of the comments on the other uh, the monitor here. Uh, I see um, Jenny in the chat room says, in one of the villages, this is regarding Ukraine, in one of the villages, they found the female mayor bound, executed, and in a shallow grave. Her husband and son were also bound and dead next to her. God, that's hideous. Um she also says Zelensky has indicated there is evidence of rape among the women found dead. Now, unfortunately, that doesn't surprise me. Um, God, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, 
let's see. Also, I wanted to just a few things that are are connected uh, to this. Um, Reuters is reporting that the U.S. says uh, U.S. FBI, of course, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, uh, says that it has disrupted Russian hackers. Um, this is um, I've been kind of fascinated by this. We'll we'll look at the heart of the story in a moment, but. I've been fascinated by this for actually uh, decades now because uh, for as long as I can remember, I've been reading about how um, in the future, again, this goes back, you know, I, I remember I've, I've referred to this on the show before. I remember 20 years ago having a conversation with a friend about how, you know, in the future, war will be fought on the Internet and that um, hacking will be a big part of war. And I remember my friend just kind of laughing at me like, that's absurd. That's ridiculous. What are you talking about? And I said, no, you wait, because I'd been reading up on this, um, that in the future, uh, countries will be trying to hack each other. It doesn't mean that conventional war goes away, but uh, but a lot of this will be taking uh, place online. Um, what is also, though, kind of fascinating to me about this is it seems as though we have a compartmentalization that takes place in our foreign policy where hacking is bad and and we try to prevent it and uh everybody well, I shouldn't say everybody but many countries hack other countries uh China for example um we know that uh when Christopher Ray he said that when he first took over as FBI director he was actually shocked at how bad the problem really is in terms of the espionage and the uh snooping the hacking that China does uh, against the United States is uh, much more severe than he realized. And they're far more aggressive about it than he realized. Now, of course, uh, we do the same uh, to China. Um, I don't think we're trying to steal their uh, intellectual property necessarily, as they have a history of doing to us, but, uh, but for defense reasons and so forth, you know, we hack China, they hack us, we hack Russia, they hack us. But the compartmentalization part of this that's interesting to me is, so... Cyber war, we call it cyber war, including the war, the word war, cyber war, cyber attack. So a country like Russia, they can directly attack us with a cyber attack. We can respond in kind with a cyber attack. But the compartmentalization takes place where we don't look at that as, you know, some would call that an act of war, but we don't call it that we it's almost like we sort of pretend that it's not that big of a deal because at least we look at it as and i'm not even critical of this necessarily i'm just kind of fascinated by it how we sort of look at that as being in its own sort of category of war so that we don't have to escalate in other words Say the Russians were to do something like knock out a, a power grid in the United States and all and and they're able to. And by the way, before anyone gets too alarmed, on the one hand, the people have been screaming about for for decades that our power grid in the United States is vulnerable to exactly this, this type of thing and that very little has been done to resolve that. But. At what point is a cyber attack so severe and so damaging and so disruptive that it would escalate beyond being responded to with a counter cyber attack or a cyber counter attack might be a more precise way of putting it. 
Because suppose the Russians were able to do that, were able to actually uh, take down our power grid, even for even for a day or a half a day, and, and the chaos that would come from that and how disruptive that would be. At what point do we react militarily because they've done something from a cyber attack perspective that is so severe and so damaging and so disruptive? And or does does this always remain in sort of its own cordoned off category of war separate from everything else where no matter how severe or damaging a cyber attack is, we only react and respond to cyber attacks with cyber counterattacks. And, and we keep that in its own zone all the time. And this is a question that I really don't hear anyone talking about, but it's going to have to be answered at some point. And I'm worried that we're going to find out what the answer to that is the hard way, because this is a new form of warfare. And, you know, we talk about how the importance of, um, and it is important, uh, not uh, getting into a direct military confrontation. We don't want to go to war with Russia because of what that can lead to. But if we're, you know, if there are cyber attacks going going on, consistently going on back and forth, that, you know, some would call that an act of war, right? So as we, I think that's just going to be one of the interesting things about warfare in general. As we go forward into the future, as this becomes more and more of a thing, uh, how do we deal with it? And what kind of parameters are we able to maintain to keep things from escalating into something uh, far more serious? But uh, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, whoops, that didn't work. What is That's love? what I meant to do. <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't like, hurt me. I feel like neon. The Tin Man when I got some oil in me. Really? That yeah. That song's my oil. That's right. Gonzo is here with us. How are you, sir? Good, good. Let's talk Russia. Yes. I've been listening the last couple minutes. I had to bring Kyle home and, uh, you know, pretty pretty uh, heavy subject matter, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot on the line, you know? It's like you said, you know, what do you do? Yeah. Where's John Kenyonis when you need him? <laughs> Jenny watches that show. <laughs> what would you do? What would you do? I always, whenever I hear that, I think of the song. What would you do if your son was at home? Blah, 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 blah. Anyway. What would you do? What would you do? I don't know. What would you do? You have kids. What would you do? Avoid avoid the, the big one. That's right. Ron is uh, calling us. Back we'll, uh, down. Take this call. Welcome, it's Ron. You say, what would you do? It's things that you'd like to do, but nobody follows the Geneva Convention, so... What would, you know, what would a new set of rules do? You know, who's going to follow them? Uh, it's all about save your own butt, I guess. Well, uh, Russia so certainly my, is uh, is not following the Geneva Convention. Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, you know, you know, we might have a treaty or whatever you call it saying, okay, well, under cyber attack, you know, we won't go beyond this. We'll only fight it. A cyber attack in a conventional way, not a nuclear way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we follow the rules, but it seems like other people don't. 
Right. Well, that that, that is a problem. Well, we don't always, uh, to be completely fair, we don't always follow the rules either historically. But we, yeah, I but we're, one of them. But we're good at we're good at acting like we do. Well, we know. Yeah, <laughs> we know what we know. Mm-hmm. And then it leaks out later what we did. You know, like right. Yeah. But that's good. I'm thinking of Abu Ghraib specifically. You guys remember that Abu Ghraib when uh, during the W that administration, was a prison, wasn't it? That was, yeah, that was... Oh, with the water. And, oh, yeah, just all, all, everything that was going on. Uh, you know, they, they would pile up uh, these uh, prisoners uh, nude. And then Janie Ingle, she kind of became the face of that. You know, there's a picture of her, you know, giving the thumbs up next to a bunch of uh, nude prisoners all piled up and that kind of thing. Just awful stuff and really embarrassing. I think... Uh, Right, and how much like how much traction did that get? Like, I I never heard of it. You know? I, I think the Bush administration was terribly embarrassed uh, about it for about a week, and then uh, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. We got a war on terror. Right, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, it, um, it, it's it, um, to justify the means helps, like you know, in their ex- explanation of it. Is that place completely closed down now? That's a good question, Ron. I assume that it is, but I, I'm not certain. But I, I think so. I, th- I mean, we still have Guantanamo, of course. We still have all, all these prisoners in uh, Guantanamo. But I think they did close Abu Ghraib because I, I think they had to. It was such a disaster uh, for just from a, uh, I almost say to put it this way, it sounds trite, but from a PR perspective, it was just such a disaster. And then, you know, people kind of forgot about it. Do we still torture right. people yeah. for information? All right, guys. I uh, I just wanted to say it was like, yeah, you know, the Geneva Convention was a great idea, but um, people don't follow the rules, you know. That is true. Where do you stand? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, like we said, right. I mean, we're seeing that from Russia. Well, it's yeah. unique... thanks again. All right, Ron. Yeah, thank right. you for the call. Bye bye. Very cheery, Ron. Well, you know what? Uh, so you asked about, you know, do we torture? Um, I don't. I don't know what the current policy. I mean, the the, the policy has changed uh, over the years, as far as you know, uh, when it came out, for example, that we would waterboard people. But you know what? What some people don't realize is there's there's what our government has done in an official capacity uh, to um, to torture, if you consider waterboarding torture, which I do, by the way, just to be clear. Um, but there's also something called extraordinary rendition which not everyone realizes is a, is a thing, but extraordinary rendition. Um, and I first learned about it during the Clinton administration, and I'm not sure that it began there. I'm sure it always existed in some form or fashion, but I think I think it was during the Clinton administration when they might have started using that term, which is where you take, uh, you take someone who you've de- declared designated uh, as an enemy combatant and you ship them off to a country that is friendly to us, but maybe has some unfriendly methods in terms of how they treat their prisoners. Hmm. And uh, they get tortured there. Um, No, a lot of people hold out on torture until they don't like to use this card, but you know what that card is. You you take their loved ones and you involve them, and then people start saying things, you know? Oh, sure. Like, it's... The one way to get the toughest guy in the world to talk, you know, mm-hmm. so like, you I mean there's movies about it, you know, they do that. They probably do that now. I mean, oh, like, there was a whole uh, television series about it starring Kiefer Sutherland. When you need something to happen, that's it. I mean, I know that's what would work on. I mean, I would, I would give up the information the second someone clipped my toenail. Mm-hmm. I would be like, <laughs> ow, 
you know, this sucks. But, you know, the, the tough guy who's like, mm, mm, you know, not saying a word. Then all of a sudden, all it takes is one picture of their family, and then they're like, "Okay, this is serious now." And that seems to work for the cartel. It seems to work for almost unscrupulous groups that you know. So I don't know what America does. To be honest, I I think the the rosy picture is good for America, though. Mm-hmm. Whatever we're doing, I don't think it should get out. <laughs> is well, yeah, seeding the moral high ground is yeah, never is never take away from good our patriotism. It, yeah. It's just yeah. Yeah. It's already bad enough like and I'm not justifying any of that, but ignorance is bliss. Um uh Crystal uh, shared something in the the chat room uh Biden is actually shrinking Gitmo. You know, whenever that comes up, uh speaking of Gitmo, you know, you've got these people who freak out about well what are you going to do with them? You can't bring them to the United States and put them in American citizens. Then they'll be on our soil. And it's like, uh, yeah, so <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Are they all going to somehow band together and, and escape or take over the prison or something? I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Put them in our prisons, right? Like, not they're not letting them go. Right, exactly. People get so weird about that, There's though. a lot of bad people. In- like, oh, you can't bring them to America. Like, why? What do you, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's it's baffling to me why people get so worked up. Oh, you got you got to keep them at Gitmo. It's like you know because Obama something Obama had uh, promised to do. Uh, one of his uh, one of several actually, unfortunately, one of his uh, unkept promises was he was going to close Gitmo because that also became problematic um, during the Bush administration. And but it's uh, not. And it, then he didn't. It's not an absolute power though. It's not like he can just do things. Right. True. He, he needs help. Uh, you know, you saw the other guy, Trump, you know, try to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, it, it, so it, it, it's in effect at first, and then eventually it just gets, like, taken away again. You know, like, yeah. you can't do that. Checks and balances, you know, so. Yeah. Which is a good thing, but, yeah, Obama should probably not have made that promise. Maybe it was more of a hope type of thing. Okay, yeah. Even Obama. like you The could, audacity of hope. You take Obama, and he's considered, in my opinion you know one of the good ones at least but he had to do some shady things as president like it's not a very you can't be squeaky clean right as a president and get you can't defend your country without being a little grimy sometimes well you're gonna kill some people in the process you're of gonna defending kill your some country. people yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're gonna make examples of people you got yeah. Deter. You're going to deter. Yeah. Well, when uh, when Obama became president and uh, Bill Gates was the secretary of defense uh, and, and Obama kept him on from the, the uh, W administration, uh, I think he might have been the only cabinet member that Obama kept. But uh, Bill Gates says that, you know, in their, their first meeting, Obama told him flat out, he said, look, I'm not a I'm not a peacenik. I'm not a pacifist. I'm, I'm willing to use American military power to. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and he did. But some of it, unfortunately, I think was the wrong way. Um, something a lot of people don't know. The drones, you mean? The drones, yeah. yes. And and uh, I, I, you know, there's this concept of blowback, which is if you, um, you know, if you start killing a lot of, uh, yeah, killing terrorists is one thing, but when you're when you're killing families of uh, people who may or may not be terrorists, you know, when when you've got. Uh, because here's what happens is you you end up with, say, for Afghanistan, an example. So, you know, you've got these drones going in and wiping out an entire wedding party of people because there might be a terrorist there. Well, people start to uh, people resent that a bit. 
Yeah, especially and, and, the best man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the the maid of honor. Yeah, and uh, and then you uh, and then you end up with uh, what you end up with is is generations of people who mm. may not have even been born when nine right. eleven happened, and they have no idea. All and they have no idea. All they know is America hates them, and they killed my father, and they killed my father, who had nothing to do with it. Yeah, but you know, at the same time. It depends. Okay, so it depends on the accuracy of their intel. You know, obviously, to get a guy that's going to kill 20,000 people, collateral damage is kind of their justification for doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did it. They did it. Like, he called the shot. He, now, granted, he's not calling the shot. He's not making the game plan. He's just, he's just stamping it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it still falls on his final word. Um, but the, you know, there's a lot in play. It'd be like not approving a big football game plan that the head coach, the office coordinator, everyone approved, and then they worked all week at practice, and they scrimmaged, <laughs> and they did everything, and then right before the game starts, said, can we do this? Yeah. So he's like, it's kind of like, in these, these generals, I'm sure they're very persuasive, and I'm sure they're not giving you, when they're selling it, no one sells something they want. Like, no one says, I want to see this movie, um, but it sucks. You right. Know, like they're giving him the good points of why they should do it. Now, he's also the fall guy on that. You know? mm-hmm. So that's a tough call. What do you do? Do you kill the wedding party? Xavier University is tackling Ohio's nursing shortage by giving individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an opportunity to accelerate into the profession. Whether you studied accounting, biology, marketing, or anything in between, our ABSN program can prepare you for nursing practice in as few as 16 months. So if nursing is your calling, now's the time to answer it. Enroll for one of three terms at our locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, or Columbus. Search Xavier ABSN to apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Like, do you hold back? I probably, in hindsight, hold back. But if you knew that Muhammad Atta was there mm-hmm. and you could stop 9-11, would you do that? Like, would you kill 25 people to get Muhammad Atta on September 10th? Probably, now that you know that. Well, if you knew, well, yeah, in hindsight, sure. So that's, that's hindsight, intel yeah. they probably had, you know. It's like, yeah. But, yeah, Obama, Trump, I mean... You get thrown into this job, and it's like you have to have blood on your hands for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, every president has blood on their hands, so lots of it. Even Carter? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know. I, feel, I just I envision Carter as this, like, maybe it's his post-presidency that rebuilt his career. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, absolutely. His post-presidency absolutely, uh, you know, rehabilitated his public image. But, yeah, I mean, Carter, I mean, that failed attempt at getting those hostages out, you know, uh, that was, uh, that yeah. was botched, uh, pretty badly. And, and, you know, um, I have mean, you, his intentions were good. Have you read, um, well, I say read, I like it when people say I read that book when really, no, you took a dump and you listened to it <laughs> on Alexa, <laughs> but have you listened <laughs> to the Obama book? 
No. It's very candid. I mean, he, you know how he's, he, he narrates it. Mm-hmm. You know how good of a speaker he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, in, pretty uh, interesting. You know, a lot of New Hampshire stuff, but, but the president stuff, like, he's very, very forthcoming with the way that job was. Yeah. Obviously, he can't say classified things. Right. Which he alludes to. I can't go into it more, but he does, you know, tease it a little. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's long. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it gives you, it's probably the first time a president's really come out and said the day-to-day is what happens, what it's like, yeah, how it smells, yeah, you know, what they're doing, you know. How it smells? Like, just like the painting a picture for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, paint does have a smell. Paint does smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. Tom Blanchard in the chat says history is full of genocide. That is true. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. I I don't know if you caught that part before you came in. In the at the end of the first hour, we were talking about uh, the genocide, and and I think it's a perfectly appropriate term to use of what the Russians are doing to you, the Ukrainians. And- genocide. I I get an idea what that is, but paint like dumb it down for me. You know what I want to do? Actually, I want to because so there's been a little bit of um, mild uh, controversy around Biden's. Uh, uh, declining to use that word. But um, so I want to look up what the actual Webster's definition is. But, yeah. you know, to me, I mean, I think of genocide as, you know, intentionally uh, killing uh, an entire uh, ethnicity or a population oh, of, of people. Yeah. So here's here's Sounds what bad. here's what the uh, uh, dictionary dot com definition is. The deliberate uh, killing of a large number of people from a particular nation or ethnic group with the aim of destroying that nation or group. Yeah, so um, I, I believe that is genocide, the way uh, Putin has sent the Russians in to just, um, you know, they're not fighting, they're not simply fighting the Rus- the uh, Ukrainian military. They're, they're killing everybody. They're shelling apartment buildings and hospitals, and they're indiscriminately wiping out everyone. And that, yeah, absolutely, that's genocide. Yeah, I mean, Russia has a history of being nasty. Even just, not to stereotype, but... You know they they uh they just have an edge to them something rock something hard about them you know like yeah it, it's sad that they live such a cold life that they're but there's probably I don't know I mean are there I don't know what's your perception of a Russian soldier like is it one that goes and rapes people or because that's it is now it's yeah it is now but that's also the you know stuff we're getting too. But obviously it's happened, they're, they're seeing it, you know, it, I don't know. It's, it's war, very... war is so disgusting Yeah. and it isn't all fair and love and war is the war is not war is, has like, once you're at war, like, that's why I want this not to involve us. Like, I don't want to go protect Ukraine. I don't want anything to do with it because war is so grimy and mm-hmm. so shady and you have to do things that i mean ask any veteran mm-hmm. you know they don't even talk about it because it's like you know it's, it's it's just such a sad thing to have to see the things you have to see and do the things you have to do mm-hmm. to get ordered to kill a village imagine that yeah a lot of vietnam veterans in particular seem to have a difficult time even well because uh, it's, discussing what they saw and what they did and they train your mind to think it's okay so at mm-hmm. the time you're like 21 20 and you're with your buddies and like everyone's influenced by each other and it's like that's what they 
that's what you're about at that moment. Mm -hmm. And then you get home and you're like, oh crap, dude, did I really do that? Like, how am I going to live with myself? You Mm -hmm. know? So who knows? I mean, rape is a different ball game. You know, these Russian soldiers are doing that, but like they're told to burn a village. Like probably a lot easier to abandon your country at, as an American Vietnam fighter than it would be to be a Russian soldier too, because you're just going to die anyway. Like they don't, they don't seem to let anyone slip by the wayside. Like if you, if you screw up, like if you protest, they, they find a way to make sure you, because that's how they uh, make an example out of people, I guess. Well, one of the interesting phenomenons that that we're seeing among the Russian soldiers is obviously some of them are, are committing these atrocities and they're raping and they're killing and, all of it, but some of them are, are not. Uh, some of them are actually, there, there's been some instances of, of apparent mutiny, and there's reports that morale is very low because a lot of these, um, a lot of these soldiers, they're, one, one of the interesting things is, um, you know, I, I so, I mean, it, it gets into really dark stuff to talk about this, but, but it is interesting from a, you know, from a sociological standpoint, if nothing else, yeah. that I, I assume that it is easier psychologically um, to sort of convince people, to, to convince a soldier to go and kill people who don't look like them. So, in other words, so, you know, to use, again, to go back to the Vietnam example, I assume it's easier to convince um, white American soldiers to go and and kill people who don't look like them, whether it's Vietnam or or or, or Iraq or Afghanistan, you know, because they are, um, they are quote unquote the other, you know, and and that and that is something that that it, exists in in the it, human mind that I think is probably very easy to appeal to. Whereas in this situation, you have Russian soldiers who have been sent to kill people who look. And to a large degree, even speak. Same haircuts. Exactly like them. So you're right. And that's a touchy way to put that as a radio show guy. Yeah. To say that correctly and yeah. not be offensive. But it's true. They, they, they pound these slurs into these soldiers' heads. That way they're all grouped in as one. Like it doesn't they don't separate, you know, Mr. Lee with Mr. You know, Chang and they don't se- it's the, them, mm-hmm. you know, but you're right. Like going into Canada would be a weird concept for right. Americans to do something like that because it, you're looking at your potential relative. I mean, really? Right. Well, that, and that's what's happening there. You know, I, I keep hearing people pointing that out too. You know, these Russian soldiers who've been, sent to fight potential relatives, literally in some cases, you know, some of these Russians, they have relatives in Ukraine and they're, and they're being sent to kill them. Now it just gotta make, it's just gotta prove that it's not just Putin. It's it's trickled down these generals, these, these captains, like whatever their hierarchy is, it's gotta be, it can't be just one guy. It's gotta be a, a theme that, that Putin has successfully, you know, relayed because now the soldiers are doing these things. Mm-hmm. So, and like the ones that fight back, 
how's that going for them? How, what heroes? I mean, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, it's not going to guilt in the long run. It's not going to work out for them though. It can't be that many people that are literally outspoken against their orders. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they'll turn a blind eye to them not firing away, yeah. but they still got to stand there and they still got to tie these people up. They still got to dig the hole. They still got to do the things. Maybe they just don't pull the trigger. And that's probably what a lot of them are doing. They're just going through the motion. I just want to get out of this, mm-hmm. go home and not have to face my maker with so much I've done, you know? Yeah. Cause this probably, Probably a few of them that'll do that for them, no problem. But to be in that situation, you know, you're born where you're born. Mm-hmm. No one gets to pick that. True. You know, so <laughs> I feel bad for it. That's the thing. I like that's why Muhammad Ali was so great. Like he feels bad. He felt bad for everybody. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's I don't have any beef with them. Why would I go fight them? Like, right. Right. You know what I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, it, that, but that's, that didn't work out for him very well either. Well, like, it, it did. In the it, long it, run. It, 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 yeah. In the long run. They still made him be a dog and pony show for the military, though. You know, like. Yeah. Like. like it, it, it's just, there's not enough Muhammad Ali's out there. Obviously, that's what makes him unique and special. Yeah. But um, to stand up to your captain in a, in a war. He's just so messed up. This is happening now. Like what? The, you you, like I can only, I can look at the Vietnam War and say, okay, that was then. But now it's like it's weird to think about. This is going on. You know, this is. I just don't want our guys involved. It, it sucks that we might have to. You know, there's a, another school of thought. To stand by and do nothing is to do the same thing as doing it to them, you know? Yeah. Is that? I but, wanted but to. But it's like, what's better? A bunch of people? I don't know. It's like, what do you do? You inspired me to play, uh, for, for those who don't know what, what uh, Gonzo was referring to about Muhammad Ali, you know, he refused to go and fight in Vietnam. And I was, you inspired me to play a clip uh, uh, on YouTube of him talking about it, but I'm actually not going to play a clip on the air because I realized that part of his comments in one clip and it, it might be in more than one of these without Henry. being able to. Yeah. yeah he says <laughs> because one, one of the, one of these, uh, one yeah. of these videos is literally titled no Viet Cong called me N word. Right. Right. So that was, so I don't want to play something. I, I risk uh, getting in trouble, but if I can find one that's got it cleaned up or bleeped, I'll, I'll, no, I'll you, play it tomorrow. Cause no, it's a smart move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> anything out of context is, you know, going to take and get taken wrong. Even if you mean well to, it the right way but yeah exactly hi ron welcome hey one more time um i know this is not really related to anything sort of but i watched a great movie the other day called hurricane with denzel washington did you guys see that movie i have not but i've always wanted to see it it's supposed to be phenomenal have you seen that gonzo i have the boxer right yeah yeah yeah, yeah Ru- it's a true story yeah, yeah. it's it's a Bob Dylan song, a very popular Bob Dylan song, mm-hmm. and he uses the N word in that song. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot. yeah. But it's no, no, not a lot. He said, but right, right. But sometimes, I mean, obviously, it's different. Yeah, he's explaining the situation. Right, of course. Context is is yeah. always uh, the most important thing. Even John Lennon. You know, I was just thinking about that song, yeah, which I will not be playing, obviously. No. But I was just thinking about that. Yep. 
woman is the yeah, word of it, the world. He's just saying that, like, yeah, that word is so. He's actually giving power to that word, not to say the word. Yeah, saying how. Yeah, but that movie, okay, yeah, that movie was good. I saw that movie because it was good. He was set up and like it was. Uh, it's spelled out when you listen to the song. It's Bob Dylan's a great storyteller. You yeah, know? And yeah. It's really no chorus. It's just right. building up momentum and telling the story. Right, right. All right, Ron. Thank you for the call, my friend. Yeah, thank you. All right, Bye-bye. you got it. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you know, given the context, uh, because it's Muhammad Ali saying it, I probably could play the clip, but, yeah. I'm, but I'm not going to risk no. it. Yeah, don't. I'm not, <laughs> because I'm someone, not gonna, it's not worth the risk. If someone drives home, they turn on the radio, and it's like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. You know, I just got, I mean, I, we, you know, we just celebrated my five-year anniversary here. I just got my new parking pass. I don't want that to go to waste. Been real. So. <laughs> Been real, buddy. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I want to, I want to stick around. So I'm not, I'm not going to risk it. But, but, uh, but you made your point, like, you know, no one called him that. Right. There's people calling him that, that are telling him that probably the same people telling him, you better get in line and do mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably, you know, plus, you know. It's different when, um, you know, it's taken in that context. Yeah, there's a lot you can't do anymore. You can't, you can't make points with the way you want to make a point because you know, there's a lot of um, short-minded people that don't really care to check out the w- reason why you did it. Yeah, it's just a good reason to call the boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, that's that's one of my frustrations with political correctness and social justice warriors. Even though at its core, I think political correctness is a good thing because it's. Um, but like mm. any, but like any good thing, it can be uh, perverted and used for for evil. And, and, and I, I'm fine with that word being taken off the table. So if that's the way it's gonna be, then yeah, if that's what people want, and that's what me, uh, you know, if that's what people don't want to hear, yeah. And I'm talking about black people. If they don't want that word out there, then let's just get rid of it. You know, so maybe, you know, playing a clip of it or not deciding not to play the clip of it is a momentum towards that movement. You know, oh, so perhaps this, that's the one word I'm, I find with it being out of the world. Like that word. Yeah. I don't care to say it or hear it or. Yeah. I don't mind hearing it in a, in a rap song or whatever, or, or, or hearing Muhammad Ali say it, but right, right. But it's all about, you know, it, it's all about context and intent. Oh, and it's not, uh, it's not, it's literally been drilled that it's not our word. Right. Which is <laughs> Bill which, Maher just went through it. Like, yeah. And he had, you know, he was sorry. Like you can't do it. You comedian satire. You can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, um, it's, it's not as unique as, as people think though, that because, See, it's funny. Um, I said we weren't going to talk about it anymore, but I now refer to him, by the way, the guy from New York. I now refer to him as the jealous one. <laughs> uh, you didn't hear the first hour of the show because you, you were doing your, your thing. But um, the jealous one, he complains in his videos about how why is it that black people can use that word, but I can't. You know, you, you'll hear that occasionally from oh, people. But the, but the thing is, <laughs> it's not. Oh my God. But, but it that whole thing is. Because. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's not it's not as unique as people think it is. There are other words like that where the context and the intent and the history of the use of a word um matter and and so the context changes depending on who it is using the word. And there are other words like that. For example, 
I mean, I've been around gay people who have used certain words with each mm, other. Oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Certain words with that if a if a uh, heterosexual used those words, it would be considered a slur. But they'll call each other those words. It's not. It's not only with the N word. There are other examples. So when people get into this thing about, well, why is it that only black people can say that word, but I can't? It's like, well, you know, that's not the only word that's like that. Yeah, you're right. But the context and intent changes depending on who it is using the word, and there are other examples. The N-word is the most obvious example, but there are other examples. No, you're right about that. Um, you can you can silence a room by saying that word, even though if you go into a, a gay bar, you can hear it a million times, mm-hmm. but if you're the one that says it, the record will skip. So you just get to know where the magnitude of a word and the yeah. in the way it impacts people. Exactly. So and now the N word has built up such a such a barrier, like such a force around it that it even means more when you do it. Mm-hmm. So now it's like so important that you don't slip up on that one. Yeah. Because now it's known. It, it's been drilled in. Like you should know better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your need to say it? Right, yeah. What are you getting out of it? Yeah. Free speech? That's what It's I, not even that. I it's know. It's like you just, just don't, yeah, just like be respectful is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, same thing with the example you were just making. Like, what are you getting out of that? What are you gaining from that? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I'll be candid. We, my group of friends, we rag on each other. And if someone drops a ball, you know, we don't say the N-word, but we might say the other word just because we're we're like, you can't catch a ball on right. third down when you needed it. And it needs nothing to do with being clutch or anything. It's just something that I used to say. Now I know not to say it because yeah. it's, okay, now I get it. And it probably took a few times. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. So but- if it's so important, then I won't do it. But why do I gain out of doing it despite nothing? Right, right, yeah. I'm not like an American. I can say what I want. It's just, that's not what America is, you know? It's like. Yeah. Well, you can say what you want, but there might be consequences. It should be. Yeah, yeah. For those two words. Anyway. Yeah. The N word is just like, nah. Like, to make that argument, why can't I, why can't I say it? Well, you can. You can say anything you want. Right. Exactly. You have a First Amendment right to say anything you want. You have freedom of speech. You just don't have freedom from consequences. Right, and you're not going to get very far being a disrespectful jerk. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I um <laughs> that word has taken a whole move like that should be I mean, my 2-year-old son probably knows not to say that word. Right. Not like he knows, you know, he doesn't know anything about that, but he yeah. he will. Yeah. He'll, he'll learn like you you hear a friend say it, and then you ask daddy what that word means. You say that's not a, and you explain like it's it's rude, it's hurtful, mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah, but what about when they? It's I don't know how to explain it except yeah. to say that you're being hurtful to them when you say it, even if they say it. I I <laughs> would imagine that's uh, you know, and I'm I'm not a parent, and and I never wanted to be for reasons like this because how do you explain? <laughs> You know, th- that has to be a very difficult concept to explain to a child about context and why yeah. certain words shouldn't be spoken by certain people and in certain circumstances. That's got to be very difficult to to try to, 
you know, get a child to, to understand that. Or even worse, when you like, w- never mind. My friend said it. My friend's dad said it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, great. Yeah. And now, okay. Now you can't go over there. Yeah. Now you've, <laughs> now you've got a. Now things get complicated. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, these are the things I'm not looking forward to. But <laughs> but I am. I am at the same time. You know. Yeah. It's the challenge of fatherhood, but I'm sure it's uh. You just get a rewarding. You just get to explain it your own way. Yeah. To I mean, get through them because everyone gets it their own way, you know. Like, I mean, your kids are young enough that you haven't ha- run into that yet, but, well, but yeah. you will. She's two months old. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's starting to learn the word hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about your son? How old is he now? He's almost three in May. Oh, okay. So he says all. He says whatever I say. So like, you know, he he's repeated. You know. The SH word. Uh-oh. You know, like, um, and like, that's when you're like, oh, cool. Okay. I gotta, I gotta relax. I gotta stop saying so can like talking so candidly, you know, cause that's just the way. Yeah. It is with me, you know? Like, yeah. I know when I'm in a, on a microphone, I can't say these words. So I don't. And it took a while to not be able to, like, it took a while to filter that. Yeah. Language out. Yeah. But when I'm home, you know, I'm home and I'm sure you're the same way. It's not like you don't swear at home. Right. So imagine having a, a, a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of funny though. It's cute when he says it. <laughs> well, my, my, my mother has told me a story of, uh, when I was, uh, when I was probably around that age and, um, uh, my, uh, my mom and my dad had taken me out to eat somewhere and I dropped my fork on the floor <laughs> and I started pointing at the fork you know, trying to alert my parents that I dropped the fork. But the problem was I couldn't quite pronounce the word correctly. So it ended up coming out as something oh. else. And I'm sitting there, oh, but I'm sitting there in my, in my high chair or whatever, like yelling at the, at the fork, but I'm saying something else and I'm just saying it really loud. And but apparently it was quite funny. Even right there. When you tell the story, you go fork. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yep. like that's context where, you, you know, that's right. But yeah, to have this conversation is risky in itself. You have to trust me not to go down, you know, That's like right. it, it's, it's a, but it's like something that I I respect from you because like, you'll go there, you know, mm-hmm. you'll go there. You, your show's about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it's unleashed. It's not all about Easy G. No, no. His yawns are impressive. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a yawner. He likes to yawn. <laughs> oh, Wow. That's a good uh, for those watching oh, online. Boy. For those watching online who got the visual, that was a that was a good. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> <sighs> that was perfect. That may have been your best impression of him yet. Actually, uh, I, a funny thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, his slow line or his sip of water is like on break. Like yeah, when you yeah. play the song, he's like yeah. <laughs> It's very careful and deliberate with uh, how he, he drinks his water. He touches his lip. And, and me and Kyle are watching it, and we're like, is he even drinking water? Why go through that? Right, right. He must be wetting his whistle, we figured out. He, he We slowed it down. We paused it. We did everything, and we figured he, he wets his whistle, but it takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm tired today. You're like, Yeah, that's great. Hey, before we run out of time, what did you do on, uh, uh, is it still, uh, because he, he changes the name a lot, is it still WPYP, We Pick Your President, the it, name of the it, show? It is, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's well, called that. I mean, I'm, so it's like when you 
fill in for a co-host, you call the show the same name. Yes. You say, you know, the John Hop. You know, you just say, I'm filling in for John Hop. So it's still that show. Okay. Um, what did you do this week on the show? Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. Uh, we didn't have a plan. Yeah. Me and Kyle just kind of like volleyed, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Will Vegas called in, saved us for a minute. Good. Uh, we talked about, you know, look like the biker kids in Manchester mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, we talked about how to cook a steak. <laughs> yeah. It was just a silly show. It, it, it It's an hour of step away from your life, try to laugh, and when it's over, you go back to your life. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what I try to do just to kind of keep it so absurdly ridiculous that, uh, you know, you don't really, it's like a family guy episode. Yeah. You don't yeah. really get anything out of it. You might laugh a few times, but you know, you, you still get to live your life afterwards. That's right. <laughs> but it, it, you know, it's something to just decompress. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And of course that'll be up uh, shortly on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it's on at uh, 10 tonight. Oh, it'll replay at 10 tonight, yeah. You can watch that online at manchestertv.org. Yeah. So, very good, very good. Well, Gonzo, thank you for coming in. Always nice to see you. Oh, yeah, it's great. You know, I like like getting serious, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, It's a little scary going, you know, the world is scary. It's always been scary. Yes. Since I've been born, there's always been something. Oh, absolutely. stress us out. It just changes from what we're used to. But to get your get your peaks, you gotta have your valleys. Absolutely, you gotta appreciate your. You gotta take your lumps to get your W's. Yes, yes, that is but, true. Yeah, thanks that, for having me. Absolutely, anytime, Gonzo. Thank you, and thank you all for joining us today. Thank you to all of our callers and everybody in the Facebook live chat. And uh, if you miss any part of today's show, it will be up in just a little bit at wmnhradio.org. <laughs> And at my website, <laughs> mattconnerton.com. And don't forget, tonight is industry night at the Hopknot. And uh, that's going to do it for us for now. Oh, don't forget, tomorrow on the show, Glenn R.J. Willett will be joining us in the uh, second hour and will be bringing some Ukrainians with him. And I'm really looking forward to that discussion. All right, we'll talk to you all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Stay cool this summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, oh, oh.